from the creators of Wagertainment. We bring you none of the hot take BS. We bring you best. We bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Yes, indeed it is. You Better You Bet. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley. It's great to be here with everyone today on the BetQL Network. Every game here, Game 7, no hot take BS on the show. We bring you bets, and we bring you sports. We're coming to you live today from the Odyssey app, the BetQL app. We'll be simulcast by our friends over at Stadium, 4 to 6 Eastern, YouTube.com backslash Odyssey Sports, Twitch.tv backslash BetQL, and we'll be heard on radio stations nationwide and are heard right now on radio stations nationwide, including Satellite Radio, Sirius Channel 160, and XM 205. As Ken and I, we bring you the wagertainment. We're talking all things sports betting. Proudly presented today and always by the king of sports books, the great people over at BetMGM. BetMGM also sponsors the podcast Anything Better with our pals Bill Burr and Paul Verzi, famous comedians, great Netflix specials, movies, TV shows, etc. Uh, we have a podcast um, interview dropping with those two fine gentlemen in the You Better You Bet podcast feed, so be sure to check that out. BetMGM sponsors them, and BetMGM, of course, our show sponsor as well. The king of sportsbooks, download that app, tap in to that app, the BetMGM app, and visit BetMGM.com. And you can do so on a W3. We got three words, and they all start with that letter W. Wonderful football Wednesday on the final day of January, the 31st in the year of our Lord, 2024. Our show's on Twitter, at You Better You Bet. I'm on Twitter and the gram, at the Costos. And Ken Barkley, your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, on X, big time. Raven, listening to house music at Lockie Lockerson. And on this wonderful football Wednesday, we will bring you four phenomenal guests. Our pal John Daigle, contributor for our friends over at BetMGM. John Daigle will stop by. His early thoughts and bets coming up for Super Bowl 58. We'll welcome Brian Baldinger into the show, Odyssey Sports NFL insider. Can't wait to hear what Baldy thinks about what Dan Campbell, uh, his coaching decisions on Sunday in the NFC title game. We'll get Brian Baldinger's early thoughts on the Super Bowl with the Chiefs and the 49ers. Uh, We will transition then from football to football. Our pal Anthony DeBundo will, will rejoin the show from the Wonder Goal podcast. Haven't had Anthony on in a little bit. We'll talk Jurgen Klopp going to step down as the uh, the manager at Liverpool. Xavi going to step down as the coach at Barcelona. And everything else going on right now in the world of soccer, betting on soccer, Premier League, and otherwise. Anthony DeBundo joins us to drop some soccer knowledge coming up a little later in the program. And then the great Matt Moore from the Action Network leads off the power hour of today's show, talking NBA and all of Matt's NBA bets for tonight. Plus, Ken and I will continue to break down Super Bowl 58. And listen, we got another show tomorrow and then a lot of shows next week. So we're going to roll all of this content out. A lot of content coming up on Super Bowl 58, as you might expect. We'll get into some news in the National Football League. The Seattle Seahawks have named a new head coach. 
They are taking it to the streets, taking it to the streets. Michael McDonald, Mike McDonald, the new head coach of the Seahawks, former Ravens defensive coordinator. We'll talk about that, what it means for Seattle, how much does this damage the Ravens. And I actually saw some people, I think we talked about this off air, that PJ, Ken, was telling you on Monday, maybe, I don't know if you guys talked about this on the air, that people yep. in Baltimore were, wanted to fire John Harbaugh so Mike McDonald would stay and promote McDonald to being the head coach. I actually like had people on my Twitter timeline today saying, man, I guess we're keeping Harbaugh, huh? Just like I, I, I don't understand. So yeah. like, I, what? What? How is how is that the take? Like, oh, oh man, shucks, we got to keep John Harbaugh as right. our ask coach. Jets fans. Ask them if they ask them if they'd like to switch places. God. I, I did you did any part of you? We'll get back to the intro in a second. The uh, Diana Rossini, the Diana Rossini story from the Athletic. She's doing like a great job with a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, that Robert Sala, among other things, like wept like alone in his office when like the criticism started rolling in after the team went off the skids after Rogers gets hurt. Part of me like feels bad for the dude. The other part of me is just like grow up, man. Like come come on, dude. Like. Stop with the excuses. I don't know. Just it's all it's all nuts. Anyway, uh, we'll talk about Mike McDonald, the new head coach of the Seahawks. Whatever the hell the Washington Commanders are going to do, we still haven't given you our thoughts on Arthur Smith, comma offensive coordinator, comma Pittsburgh Steelers in full. So we got some NFL news that we'll hit over the course of the show today. We'll also talk about the the saga of Joel Embiid, which takes another like unfortunate turn last night. Jonathan Kaminga hits him with like the Yokozuna like set like bonsai drop basically on his leg, and uh, Embiid's hurt now. Draymond Green saying like it's a, the 65 game rule. It's like making Embiid play in these games when maybe he shouldn't be playing. So we'll talk NBA most valuable player. I know Ken's got a lot of thoughts on awards and the National Basketball Association that he marinated on last night. That's coming up over the course of the program. And Power Hour, final hour, all our bets for tonight. Another um, abbreviated slate in the NHL. I got at least one bet, and this time I'm actually going to follow through and give that bet out coming up tonight, unlike yesterday when the Decord pulled out of the driveway to start for the uh, for the Seattle Kraken. Uh, so at least one NHL bet for me. We got a bunch of games in the NBA. We'll give you our bets to close the program. But we are locked and loaded here on a wonderful football Wednesday. Ken Barkley, how's it going? Good. Uh, yeah, light betting night, I think, for for probably both of us last night. So I'm, I'm going to guess, like you were probably locked into the Knicks again, would be my guess, who, who won again. Uh, and I think I saw they were... 14 and 2 in January. Obviously, this is the 31st. 14 and 2 or 15 and 2, something like that. Uh, 14 which 14 is... and 2, their best month, Ken, since March yeah. of 1994, when they went undefeated for the month. 14 and 0. Yeah. And just saying, I almost don't want, because like, great, they went to the NBA Finals and then like right. they, they ripped my heart Alfred out in Game year? 7. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, so, right. which is absolutely, Rudy Tomjanovich will replace Ime Udoka. Uh, but yeah, right. so like, yeah, the, that they went 14 and 0 in March 1994, went to the NBA Finals, lost to the Rockets. But yeah, 14 and 2, they finished the month of January. Uh, which is pretty crazy. So maybe we'll, we'll end up talking about that a little bit in the show. Uh, I bet I've been on the Lakers, and like, I I don't know. Me too. I don't know what the rest of the Lakers season is going to be like. But like, let's say they fire Darvin Ham or make a series of panic trades or something. Like people will reference the LeBron hourglass tweet which apparently might have been leading to a promotional announcement today but like also might have been that he's like fed up with stuff i don't know and i'd be like oh the hourglass game yeah i bet on them and they got smoked by atlanta who like never covers against anybody who just uh who just does that so i mean i basically had like very few bets last night but i just 
I didn't watch very much of that game because you just you know, like what what's the point? <laughs> like what's just what is this? What is this supposed to be? Um, so yeah, like not a not a ton of betting stuff for me last night. Did you like? Did you have other stuff that we didn't talk about? Like what? Did you end up betting your hockey thing? You said you didn't follow through. What was your hockey I, thing? I, I I didn't. I was going to bet Sharks first period because I thought that Agrubauer oh, was, was going to be goalie. back starting for Seattle, right. and then and then the and then San Jose just yeah. like San Jose just like just yeah. just won the game. I will say just miss, missed opportunity. I feel like I actually don't know if this if this is true. I think it, it probably has to be right that um we didn't bet Dejounte Murray points over last night because you know he's auditioning for maybe right. his new team with the Lakers. Scored twenty four. Sure. I actually don't know what his points prop was. It's probably less than that, right? So I feel like that was Close. probably a missed opportunity. Yeah. Maybe it was like twenty. I think he's usually lined in the low twenties. That kind of felt like a missed opportunity. But uh, yeah, I I I joined you on that bet. Uh, I also lost my over on the Knicks Jazz game, which was which was no bueno. As I continue just to get right. like my ass handed to me in the uh, in the winter <laughs> sports. It's just terrible, right. man. Ah, yes, the winter sports. It's, it's, right. And, and, at some and point, Alpine I'd like to win. I'm down several units. Right. Yeah, exactly. At some point, uh, I'd like the to down, win. In again. the slalom. Yeah. And so, it's, no, the four man bobsled, I'm down minus 10x. Uh, yeah. I, so, it was a really late night for me, and not that many games on. I watched Celtics Pacers for like a little bit, but I, didn't, I wasn't really paying a lot of attention. And I, uh, I had like a really weird experience at night. It's like a very like emo evening for me. On um, X? No, like not. No, is that what happens when you take X? I don't think that's what happens, right? Uh, I wouldn't know. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it leads you to like qu- question your betting process. I don't think that's no, that happens. would be like that would be like, like mushrooms, or like Ayahuasca or something. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, no, nah, I went on like a like a three day water cleanse. Like what David Bakhtiari, right? The Packers left tackle, was like or like a, a, a darkness um, retreat. Why? So you could find yourself. It's like no, right. because I lost all my money and couldn't afford to turn the lights. Right? On. <laughs> yes, the darkness <laughs> retreats. Like I can't afford any lights. Actually, the electric bill. I bet lions money lines. And yeah, now I'm the sitting here bill. in the dark. It was, it was no good. So I, yeah, I was I was like kind of in my feelings a little bit just because uh, you know watching the Warriors Sixers game, which was the second game, and it's. Now, look, like Embiid ends up playing in the game to start with. So I'm sure like when he was in the starting lineup, there might have been people that were like, yay, like, all right, like this thing's really back on schedule. And you just like watch. And it's it's like really sad. (laughs) It's like really it was really depressing to watch this game. And you just, you know, if you watch the game in in five minutes, you just go. I mean, I we thought he was really unlikely to win the award anyway, that he wasn't going to meet the game's threshold, but that tonight or uh, last night's game, at least like, I think I used the term kick the can down the road. Like at least it keeps it going a little bit that maybe this is going to happen. And you just watch the game and you just go, Nope, he's not, he's not doing it. Like, it's just not going to happen. And, uh, and he's not going to win. And he was removed from betting markets for the award. It's not like, Oh, he went to 10 to one. No, he went to, he doesn't exist. That's like what he went to. So like a crazy 48 hours, right? You're the most likely player to do something. Uh, and then you don't exist 48 hours later. Uh, not a lot of historical precedent for something like that <laughs> in any betting market. And there are, are injuries in, in all kinds of sports every year. But like, it's usually not the guy who is like the most likely player to win um, that he just gets zeroed out in like the snap of a finger. And I said this on Monday, like why I pulled the ripcord and like got out of this is I just... Like I'm one Woj tweet away from everything being worth zero. Like I just, and I, I don't want to live like that. And I don't want that. I don't want to sweat that push notification that at any moment it's all gone. It's like, who, who would want to try to handicap that? But I was thinking just about like when, so when anything like this happens, cause this, for me, there's like a lot of finality in this. 
probably in this market where I don't think I'm going to be in it a lot doing stuff. Like I've got, you know, I've got the other contenders who I think are likely to win and I don't win a lot of money. I win a little bit and I'm just going to kind of go to the end and I'm going to kind of pretend this doesn't exist unless I have a really good reason to come back in and make bets. So for me, it was like it almost ended last night and anytime this kind of stuff ends and I do this with NFL a little bit. I don't think we'll do it next week because like the awards are Thursday night and then Friday we have one show to give out Super Bowl bets and then we're out of there. So like, I don't know if we're going to do this like big reflective period. Latest so I, I, yeah, that's that's more important, honestly, than any kind of reflection. But I uh, I like to kind of just be like, all right, like how? OK, what did I do? Like, do I like the decisions that I made and do I regret any of them or do I like did I make any mistakes and it's not about like bad luck or whatever. That's like not the point. It's more about, okay, so when like a similar situation comes along, like, do you learn anything? And I actually think in this case, I actually, I kind of liked how I played NBA MVP this year. And I, I don't really regret a lot, but it's it's like another in a string of awards where I'm like, like, do should I have done that? Like, should I have done this a little differently? Like, should I have even gotten out on Embiid faster? Like, that's overly critical probably because I, I was reviewing and so as, as like I start to like think about all this stuff this is the emo part so I'm like in bed and I'm kind of like the game's going on and I know he's dead not that he's actually dead but like that he's not going to win the award even though he's like limping up and down the court and I'm like all right and then I, I kind of like go further than that I'm like all right NFL awards and I like just go through all those processes again which I did like kind of after the season where I'm like man like NFL awards was like really tough this year and I think in all those cases, I think it'd be fun to do like in the next segment, um, not like to like, relitigate everything, but just like what kind of what I learned and like, because there's stuff we can do going forward. Um, you know, I think in each case, and maybe this is true with MB too, I, uh, I made, I think I made a really good bet. I think that's true for most of the NFL award markets too. I made a really good bet and then a mistake. And like, li I think almost literally all of them, I made like a really good bet. And then I made a mistake. And at, this one is probably like more lukewarm. And I actually think I learned from the NFL ones a little bit in terms of how I played this one, like not being as risk, like as risky with what I was doing. So like, for example, uh, like Lamar Jackson's going to win MVP, right? We'll do that one. That one's really easy. Everybody knows that one. Um, the really good bet. That Dak Prescott 40 to one, he went to three to one. Like by any measurement, this was a good thing that this happens 40 to one to three to one. And then like, what's the mistake being like completely dismissive of Lamar's ability to win MVP at that moment, like did not consider him a possibility. Like, all right, that's like a pretty big miss to not even like to have him as a zero or have him as irrelevant. And then like, yeah, like that's not good. So I think in like all the award markets and the NFL ones, especially this time, there's like, I, I like left this emo in my feelings session last night and this morning and I woke up, I actually felt awesome. I felt like really good. And I felt like really encouraged about stuff and we can go through some of the other ones after the break. But I, I think even like, as we look forward to some of the markets that are open right now, there's like, I think some good questions to ask. And, uh, and you know, like I made the mistakes, not like everybody else did, but I think yeah, we can learn some stuff from them. We can, uh, we can maybe make some good bets in some of these markets coming up. My senses, without hearing kind of like kind of how you feel about it, is that you are going to be very critical of yourself. Yeah, but I think I think in this case, that's I. Well, I already was critical. It already happened. I'm just like reporting what happened. So I was, and I I actually found it to be like really. Po I was like really good. I'm like very positive about it. Like it it like I I feel like I'm like recentered. 
to use a David Bakhtiari, oh. Aaron Rodgers word from before. Oh, okay. I feel re- I actually feel great. And uh, that doesn't mean I'm going to make any good decisions, but like I'd, I'll feel while I'm making the bad decisions, I'm going to feel awesome about it. I'm going to feel really good. So, yeah, it was it was kind of like a it was a really reflective period last night, like a little different tone to start. Why don't show. you uh, I, I think te- there's some te- good stuff here. Tease what you want to start with here. Take us to break. Uh, coming up after the break, was I the biggest moron for betting comeback player of the year or a genius? We'll discuss next. All right, so Jim Nance and Tony Romo on the call a couple of weeks ago in the Chiefs Bills game. Uh, you like okay, so I, I just want to. Yes. I don't. I I really like. I don't want it to turn into this because I feel like everyone does it now, and we've been doing it for a long time. Like the Nance and Romo criticism, I, and I thought overall, like their call of that game, I thought was actually really good. And like Nance's call, the of like Chiefs the Bills miss game. at the end, the Chiefs Bills game, yeah. correct? Oh, I agree. That, that, but I, so let's say you had to come up with. Like the Tony Romo bad, the Romo Nance combo, Hall of Fame, like worst five plays, like the Hall of Shame, basically worst five calls. That has to be number one, right? Like they, I completely like misread the moment and like like the yeah. like the the energy doesn't match what happens. No. It's just it was that one's really strange. That was that's a bad one. I agree with you. Yeah, and you look if if you're out there and you criticize like the telecast from the Ravens Chiefs game on Sunday. Like, I, I don't I don't have a counter to any of it. Like, I, I get it. I totally get it. <laughs> like, I just, like, he, Romo was talking a lot, and he kind of wasn't saying anything. And then he's just, like, yelling names at various points. So it just, it speed. was, like, he was, I, you, I think you said it perfectly yesterday, because I go, well, he was really excited before the game, and that came across, and you go, you pay me that amount of money, I'll be really excited for the game. <laughs> like, like, you don't get a pass because you're really excited. I guess that's the perfect way to put it. Like, he doesn't get a pass just because he was so into it and passionate and, like, you know was obsessed with the game the, the way he was. I'm I'm very excited, Ken, to get to kind of like your reflections on, on award betting for yeah, this year, so. but I do want to hit you with one thing off of what we just talked about. So Tom Brady yeah. did a series of interviews yesterday on Tuesday and confirmed that he's going to take the number one job at Fox. And I think some people had kind of thought, like, is this actually ever going to happen? Right. He signed a $375 million deal on a couple of years <laughs> ago at this point now. That, God bless him. Now. Yeah. He right. can say whatever he wants. And uh, I, I kind of think he's going to be really good. But in any in any event, he confirms like he's going to get that job, which means Greg Olson, obviously, they say adios to him right. in the number one booth. We have him on so, our show. We just have Greg Olson I, on all the time. I, I, I think Greg, Greg Olson's. we got to get Tom Brady on the show also. we got to get both on the show. Yeah, sure. So Olson, the thought is, is he Maybe going to Olson take... On, and then like four minutes into the interview, we'll be like, well, thanks, Greg. We're going to bring in Tom Brady. And then we have Brady <laughs> <laughs> Like, what do you think of the <laughs> NFC Championship? Well, you know, the Lions got to. Well, that's great, Greg, but we got to go. We're gonna we're gonna bring in Tom Brady right now. <laughs> so, so let's. So Brady is gonna take that job. So is Olson yeah. gonna accept a demotion to the Fox number two team? A lot like, and, and everyone loves Greg Olson, and like he he's really good. He's or two play by play, who would they put him with? Is is I, I think Ian's the number is Ian's the number two? Oh, this is Fox. Excuse me. Um, yeah. who is the number two? Joe Davis Fox? or like Kugler or it's not Kugler. Uh, Adam Mean, Kenny Albert. Actually, I don't know who it is. Joe I Davis would be my guess. Oh, yeah. so it's so Joe Davis. So Davis and Olson, or is Greg Olson going to say now? Look, Ol- Olson, and this is out there, so this is not speculation. Olson makes ten million dollars a year. We're in the wrong profession. Uh, so Ol- Olsen, is he going to go to the number two team? Or is he going to, which he could definitely do at this point, 
people are calling on CBS to make the move, like admit the mistake with Romo, sunk cost, and get Greg Olson to pair with Jim Nance. Your thoughts on that? Because like, I, I think we're going to see some big-time potential like cataclysmic moves in NFL announcing booths, Ken, this offseason. That's already getting bandied about big-time here with Brady making that official yesterday. You really, you really think CBS would axe Romo? Like, it's, it's, it sounds like one of those NBA trades that everybody pitches, but the teams would never do. Like, there was a really good one floating around where, like, if the Hornets called the Warriors about Steph Curry because he's from there, and they were like, "We'll give you like nine first round picks and Lamelo Ball," like, wouldn't the Warriors have to do it and be like, "Well, in in theory, yes, but they're never gonna like trade Curry. They're never gonna do, even if they should trade Curry, they're never gonna trade Curry." So it's kind of like this feels like one of those. It's like a trade machine, but with announcers where you're like, all right, uh, like, you know, we'll move this guy with this guy. Like you'll cut Tony Romo. You'll like fire him (laughs) and then replace him with Greg Olson. Like, yeah, everyone would like that. Like Romo's kind of like a celebrity now though. Like it's your, your, it's not the Q rating because I don't even know if Romo's Q rating is that good. Just the celebrity awareness of like the profile of this guy is way better than even though we like yeah, even though we like, he was a Cowboys quarterback. Like, I just, you know, it's just different. And uh, and I think that matters to them. Even if, in general, it's starting to turn a little bit, even more, and people are like, this guy, he's still, like, an event, you know? Like, you still, it's like the old Howard Stern thing, right, where they, they measured his ratings and, like, what private parts of the movie, and they were like, you know, the person that loves Stern listens for two hours a day, uh, and they they say, I want to see what he's going to say next. And the person that hates Stern turns in for three hours a day. And the response is, I want to see what he's going to say next. <laughs> so it's yeah. like the, even the people that don't like him, like they're actually more in. I, maybe that's maybe that's kind of happening here. Like, I don't know what this Super Bowl call is going to be like, but I kind of can't wait to see what it's going to be like. It's a fair even point. if it's a train wreck, maybe there's some of that, too. I will, I'll throw this. This will be the last note here. There is a lot of smoke. And I don't know the answer to this, and I used to work there, so I'm not like this is not me like pretending like I have no information, zero. It does feel like there's a lot of smoke that CBS is very unhappy with the situation, which doesn't mean they're going to do anything. Just that I would label this as a hashtag situation to watch, situation oh, to story monitor, to follow, a story, mm-hmm. a story, yeah, Developing the situation story? desk. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's like on election night. It's always like developing story, developing story. And it's like the developing story is that the election is happening, I guess. I guess that's like the idea. It's developing. It's a story. The election's a story and it's developing. So we need to keep running that graphic over it. And breaking news, too. Breaking news. 18 more votes have come in in Illinois. (laughs) It's like, God, just run those animations. Just get them on a loop. Let's do it. I think the best bit ever would be like Greg Olson goes to dinner. Like sits down at like a great restaurant, sits down and orders like the best thing on the menu. And then when the food gets there, he gets up and Tom Brady sits down and eats it. To be fair, because I think a lot of people are doing the like, you know, that sucks for Greg Olson, whatever. Like he's getting paid $10 million a year. He's really he can, rich he can, and he's he going to be that. fine. Yeah, oh he can, my god! Like he can hold that gonna, L. It's okay. Could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine if Fox like they're like, yeah, you can leave. He's gonna get a monster job somewhere. Like he's he's good. He's oh, good. He's thought of he's so good. well right now. It's actually he's actually a, a sort of like a, a a sports term with players. Like he's hitting free agency at the perfect time. Like no he question. couldn't be thought of better right now. Like it's it's perfect. We'll see it like like Ben Johnson. He goes back. The offense stinks. Now who wants you? Maybe it's one of those situations. Like I don't know. Like that'd be Greg Olson. Maybe if he waited a year and then maybe we turn on him. Like we turn on Romo. I don't think we're gonna do that. <laughs> 
We're just a nation that loves to turn on people and then accept them back. We Welcome love it. to America. Oh, yeah. we do Benedict Arnold. That's us. Yeah. <laughs> you better. You better hear what Nick and Ken. All right. So we played the Hamlin, the fake punt, like, just imagine that happening. Uh, and Ken, you were saying last night you were having like an emo moment, um, reviewing kind of like your process and a lot of like award markets this year. And we can, this can be like an Embiid NBA MVP conversation, but you know, NFL honors this next week. And we'll talk about it on the show a little bit next Friday. And we'll also give you like our Super Bowl bets next Friday. But uh, what do you have for us here? Like, what, what do you think like you have learned um, from betting on awards this past NFL season and into this NBA season? Well, I think like when I when I used to do this for like a year or two as the show was just taking off, we wouldn't we wouldn't do award stuff on the show very much. We do it just like a little bit or we'd sprinkle it in when there was something to talk about. And I think like doing the show, um, I wouldn't say it's like messed with me in a way, but it, it kind of has where uh, I think in some of these situations, it's like, man, like we, you know, give out something or we all uh, we all bet something together because I really like it. And like when to get out, I feel like is something that. I've, I've gotten like, I haven't gotten worse at it. I was like less mindful of it during NFL award season where I would make these good bets. And I think like I got wrapped up in like, we're all riding this thing together. Right. Think of it like Michigan. Michigan was the reason why it was so awesome is because it was easy, not easy that they would win easy for everybody to grasp. Right. Like you talk about like, I like this team to win the title. Great. You can go bet them all week the same number like it doesn't matter and they just keep winning the games and everyone's in and they win like I, I wish it was always like i wish it was always that easy and i wish everything won too and that's not how it goes um so i i think like when to get out so like Embiid, i was not the first one to start selling <laughs> when the injuries started like when you really got concerned we do the show monday it's a giant red flag when he misses the monday game the start of the second night the first night of the back-to-back -back. he missed denver and you're like something's up but i don't know and then monday you're like like sirens you know the people on the stock market floor sell sell like waving the papers like that's what should have been going on so i at least and i was not the first person and i it, it doesn't even make me that smart like i think a lot of people all have the same reaction which like we got to get out of this thing and get to someone else or get to whatever before it's too late and so that was one where it's like i think most people saw the writing on the wall and probably like you know bet Jokic or you bet somebody else or you cashed out or whatever but had a reaction to figuring it out and in the nfl awards like I was like really bad at that this year. And so I like went, so I, I so this happened last night because I'm kind of going through my Embiid thing and I'm like, thank God I did this. Like, thank God, like I, 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 I figured this out the right way and I got to the right players just in the nick of time. And even I was kind of late in a bad way on it. Like could have happened after the Denver game even. And I go to the NFL and I go like, man, like, so I bet Dak 40, he goes to two. And rather than just be like, that like there's there's a famous simpsons episode which starts homer is buying stock in pumpkins on halloween and it's like a giant banner that's like happy halloween he's at moe's like the bar that he frequents and he's like smoking a cigar and there's like money everywhere and it's like oh and uh, lenny his friend is like homer and i'm gonna paraphrase here i'm gonna get some of this wrong but he goes like homer like you uh like you genius like you bought pumpkins and he goes yep lenny I got a feeling these things are going to peak right around January <laughs> and then it like goes to January <laughs> and like all the pumpkins are rotten and he's like broke. And so it just like, it just, I feel like I had that moment a lot where I was like, Oh, like Dak two to one. Like, yeah, Nick, I got a feeling this thing's going to peak right around week 17. <laughs> like I got a feeling we're going to, it's like, no, didn't work out that way. And uh, so like once you, once you hit that home run kind of where you have all this equity to spend 
this is how I always used to do it. And I think doing the show, like, I just wanted to be right. Like, I really wanted to be right about Dak, about Stefanski, about, uh, about not DeMar Hamlin. And so, like, not spreading and not – it's not pulling the ripcord because you're actually, like, not getting out at that point. You're actually, like, adding and you're not adding everybody. Um, like, got to see Lamar a little better next time. And then, like, coach, I think, is the one where, like, look – this is a pretty crazy setup. <laughs> like you bet, you bet plus a thousand and a week later, he's minus a thousand by any measurement. This is a phenomenal thing for you. Like, this is a great piece of news that this happens and just the way everything transpires. And like, we had heard rumblings about D'Amico Ryan's. I said it on the show. Like there's this weird stuff out there that it's not done yet. And that concerns me. Okay. Like act on that. You moron. Like, <laughs> like, all right, like let's get, because like, why not? Like why? And the reason is like, cause you want to be right. And you think you're safe. Like you want to be right. And being right. Isn't like, well, I bet everybody. So I'm right. So I win. And, uh, and then comeback player of the year. It's like, and this is the one that's gotten the most attention on the show by far. And I think generated the most like emotional, visceral reaction from people because it's like the one that seems the dumbest, that seems the most far-fetched, right? Like it, this guy died. Like you're really going to bet against him, whatever. And it's funny sentence. because, well, just and, and like honestly, I kind of hope we never have one of these again. I really do. It's like it broke my brain to a certain extent. It really did. And the the crazy thing though is like as maybe in retrospect, like as crazy it was, as dumb as it was, whatever. Like if you bet Flacco two hundred, and five weeks later he's even money. Whatever happens from that point forward. This is a good thing for you. <laughs> Whoever you are out there that, like, I was getting messages from people. I have this. What do I do? Like, I'm, I want a life-changing amount of money. And, like, they're trying to figure out a way to get out of this kind of to a certain extent. And so, like, again, Stefanski, Flacco, Dak, like, Tyreek and McCaffrey, Stroud. Like, you look at every award market and it's, man, like, I, I had the guy and I had the guy before the price drop like a, a, a player who would drop in value or not drop in value, but whose price would drop and uh, and you would be gain the ability to get money out of the market. And then I like look at all the decisions from that point forward. And I just go, I just kind of fumbled this whole thing up a little bit and I, and it's going to like cost me a lot of money. And I, I think I, uh, I think I'm learning a little bit more as we go. And I, it's not that like, I didn't know anything and now I do, it's never that simple, but I, I think there's like some good lessons here. And I, I promise this is not going to be reflective and boring. Like I think there are markets up next where I think we can ask some really interesting questions to try to figure out what we want to do and, and learn from this stuff that just happened. You know, I think, I think the problem, and this is not for you in the way that you bet, but I think the problem, candidly, people like me fall into when, when you bet, and this is, it could be with anything, but, but awards, right? So let's say I bet Baker Mayfield, or I bet, uh, you know, Tyree Kill for Offensive Player of the Year. It's almost right. like, like you, make, you make a bet and like that's your guy. Oh and yeah, like, that's and you're and that's what Absolutely. you're riding to the finish, and that's what you're riding well, like, to the I finish. I think he's gonna win, not I think the price is gonna drop. Like I think he's the winner, which is how people I, like to I bet a lot of stuff, which is fun. I yeah. I can't tell you how sad. Now look, I'm happy I did it. I can't tell you how sad it made me to bet D'Amico Ryan's coach of the year when I thought we had Stefanski won. Like there was the part death. of me that was like, like, like right. screw yeah. this. Like I'd rather lose than than do right. this. <laughs> Bet Tamar Hamlin, like, not on your life. I'd rather lose. I'd rather lose than bet Tamar yeah. Hamlin and admit defeat. I would rather bet Tamar uh, Hamlin. More, more on this coming up on the other side to wrap up our number one. We'll spin it forward to some current award markets.
We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Hits the floor, trying to save it. Ball knocked around. Curry, he's got the angle and the bucket. And Embiid is down. Joel Embiid is down on the ground. Yeah, look, he's been hobbled all night. But here, Kuminga lands right on that leg. Probably hyperextended to me. Yeah, right there. Wow. The reaction from Embiid. And Kuminga knew that there was trouble as well. Welcome back to You Better You Bet. Brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley. On the BetQL Network. Friend of the show, Ian Eagle. And Dr. Stan Van Gundy on the call last night. They immediately called out the hyperextension. Uh, and as I said to start the show, but for people that haven't seen the video, and it was not purposeful, like John, it looked like the old like Yokozuna bonsai drop like finish in WWF. Just like landed like with his ass right on Embiid's leg. And Embiid well, the Draymond video, was, like, pain. too, like the video earlier in the game, that Embiid's dribbling and he loses the ball forward, and Draymond like cut tackles him like a like an offensive guard it was basically just goes right at his knees i'm like the ball's over there like what is what's going on <laughs> like what what is this i you know you draw your own conclusions given the player involved i think and uh my my friend uh who i used to work with at sirius when i worked there justin termini who hosts on nba radio like had a great tweet today they're like i i forget the exact maybe ken you'll know it that there was like a similar ish situation like maybe in the last couple of years where some something like that happened to curry and steve kerr like admonished the player that did it and no oh, such admonishment uh, marcus here marcus, marcus smart for the celtics yeah. Exactly yeah. right. And Kerr, like, lectured Marcus Smart. No such lecture for yeah. any of his players doing that to Joel Embiid. Just saying, well, no. credit to my guy, Justin Turner. He'll lecture us one. about something, too. Got an election coming oh. in November. Sure oh, it's going to say, well, well, I mean, yeah, it'll be, the, the Kerr Popovich campaign will be launching probably around September. Can't wait for it. Uh, anyway. Uh, Nick and Ken here on You Better You Bet. Uh, great guests will join us next hour on the show to get you set to bet on Super Bowl 58 and soccer. Our pal Anthony DeBundo will stop by, John Daigle from BetMGM, and Odyssey Sports NFL insider uh, Brian Baldinger. But Ken, in the last segment, you were saying, you know, maybe you could have done things differently betting on NFL awards this year, and that this wasn't all reflective, kind of like there are kind of lessons that you can take from that, and we, collectively, can take from that into the award markets that are open right now. Um, so if you have any more reflection, obviously, please do it. Otherwise, like, hey, let's uh, let's spin this forward and win some money. Right? Right. What do you, uh, <laughs> what do you, uh, what like, do you like uh, how about a, how about, a, how about enough reflection? How about we talk about betting? So admittedly, what's, uh, and what's, I the, the what's the play, Ken? What's the play? Us, what's the bet for tonight? Yeah. Give us the but bet, I think, clown. I think one, yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's some of that, but I, I, people like betting, you know, it's good for them, I guess. People like picks, you know. Um, I saw somebody tweet, you know, uh, like, you know, if you do betting content, like, how can you not have a pick on the Super Bowl? And the first part of me was like, well, I didn't have a pick on the Super Bowl at first, but I go, but I'm going to have one by the end of the next couple of weeks. <laughs> like, I'm going to I'm gonna come up with something. I do. The more I think about it, I like the Chiefs a little bit, but we'll talk about it uh, later in the show. My man. No, but I, but yeah, I, I just, I like, I'll say not overthinking it and people are going to be like, oh, Mahomes. But like, nah, like not overthinking it, the Niners defense, like not overthinking it on that. I think like, I don't want to bet them when that's, when that's what it is. And that's the coordinator. Like that's tough um, against that guy. So eh, we'll see. I don't know. Like lukewarm opinion, but we're getting, we're gaining steam, I think, as we go into the next couple of weeks. So, and I, and I selfishly, I need the chiefs to win anyway, to see if like 
I can ever cash any of these MVP things. Or if Mahomes just wins, I think that'll be an interesting conversation if we end up getting to that kind of a game. Uh, no, what I was going to say was, so like the common thread through all the things, this is long form, admittedly. It took us like a whole couple segments to get here. But with Embiid and with a lot of the NFL awards, just like my like philosophy, style, whatever, is I, I like to try to think about which price is really likely to drop and bet that. Because then once I do that, that gives me like an entry point into betting other players in the market. And maybe you end up with, maybe you just, and to be fair, maybe sometimes you bet somebody price drops and that guy just wins and the price keeps dropping and it keeps dropping and you never have to worry about anybody else. Boy, that would be awesome if that was most things. It's just usually not how we're like Linus Olmark Vezina. The guy just didn't lose for the whole season. I mean, he just never lost. So it was just, it was great. Like it was the perfect thing. Most awards most markets don't work like that admittedly like you got to make tough choices or and sometimes you'll try to think a price is going to drop and you get it wrong and you got to figure out what to do but i think with M- especially with mvp because I, I got a lot of messages from people hey like what should i what should i do now and like my best advice and the advice i've kind of like you know people still my dms are closed but a lot of people who message me can still message me like the messages are still there so they can still send them and i just go look um you got to try to figure out like what's the next price drop and in all of these markets, I would say that would be my advice. Like, look at all the NBA markets collectively at the same time, awards especially. You have these really, because of where we are in the season, these really entrenched favorites, these really, you know, almost in all of them now, prohibitive prices, like minus prices. Jokic is a minus price to win MVP now that Embiid can't win. Rudy Gobert is a really big price, minus 200 or more to win Defensive Player of the Year. Tyrese Maxey is a really big price to win Most Improved Player. And... We'll get to a point later in the year where if you think they just win, then maybe that's the bet. But for now, for the middle of the season, the fun exercise, and this is true with the title too, by the way, is, is there something that's going to happen that's easy to see coming? Or is there a catalyst that's going to create something to have like a player returning from injury, the trade deadline coming up, uh, a team, a really difficult schedule for a team that's coming up? Or in players' cases, does it seem like a guy's, you know, Kaminga, who we've kind of talked about a little bit, like Kerb basically telling you, like, he's starting. Like, that's what's happening the rest of the season. Okay, like, is there another one of those guys that's about to be removed from this award race? Is that going to happen? What's Tim Hardaway Jr. doing the rest of the season? Does anybody know game to game? Nobody, Jason Kidd doesn't seem to know game to game what's happening. And I know Kyrie's out with an injury, but that would be an example. And so I think, you know, like if you look at MVP, defensive player of the year, most improved player, especially rookie of the year, I guess, although that's like a two-player race, just, okay, does it look like something's overdue that, okay, like this, this, this is the complexion of this market's going to change. And I want to get in on this before it happens, just like with MB nine to one or Dak. Like the thing that the great thing about all those bets is like they all aged really well. The bad thing about those bets is none of them won. But just because none of them win doesn't mean there isn't still a way to make like this is just this is how I like to bet these things, as opposed to just I'm betting it and like that's my guy or I'm holding on for dear life and like that's what it is. I usually try to do it the other way. So I think like with a lot of these markets, Nick, it's okay, like is, is it just going to stay like this or MVP? Is it just Jokic? What's is the next thing? So I'll frame MVP and I'm curious, actually your thought on this one. Cause this one's, this one's an easy one to, to think about, even though I don't know what the answer is. Is it more likely that the next move is Jokic goes to minus 300 or is it more likely that the next move is someone moves alongside him? And if so, I would say it? someone, I think that's someone like, moves. I think that's a what fascinating you... question, right? Yeah. Uh, Nick and Ken hear you better. Bet. I would say uh, that someone moves alongside him. And then who do you think that is? 
I think if Luca's going to keep up this sterling run of form, I would say it's Luca. But then I remember, and so like Luca would be my first answer, but my second answer to the question would be, and we'll kind of see how things kind of play out. And I'm looking at the standings right now. Boston is not like on a historic pace right now. They're a really good regular season team. I wonder if like Tatum could ever get up there if Boston's going to be like this regular season juggernaut. Luca is my answer to the question though. Right, and I think the the reason why this exercise is so fun is it it kind of it removes a little bit of like who you like, like who you think is going to win, and it becomes more like trying to think like what people how everyone's going to think. Oh, well like that that guy's about to win, so that's the price that's about to drop. And somebody might be like, "Oh, do you like that guy?" No, I hate him. But that's the price that's going to drop. Like that was the funny thing with the Dak video. Everyone's like, "Oh, Ken loves Dak Prescott." I say in the video like, "I don't even like him." but they're going to win these games. And I think his price is going to drop as a result. And it did, and it didn't have to go that way. But like, that's kind of what I mean. Just the difference between like, well, I think this is the winner and I think this is the valuable bet because it's going to go down. So like the, there's an interesting game tonight. So my answer to the question. So I, I agree with you. I think the most likely thing that happens next is that not that Jokic runs away, but that something different happens. And part of that is we have, we are uh, helped by, news that came out right before the show Jokic isn't playing tonight and they play the thunder and i think one of the prevailing thoughts out there right now is okay the thunder are going to be full strength with everybody and the nuggets don't have Jokic. what if sga like smokes them and the thunder get really close to taking back the one seed if that happens it's close with them in minnesota minnesota's got a pretty easy game tonight against half of the dallas mavericks at home so just like it's just this is one of those things and i i say this it's not like Ken has a strong opinion. It's that you you can do this. Like if you're listening right now, this is real. I think this is really fun to look at this stuff. And it's not, I think that team's going to, the NBA title. I really like Denver. I think they're going to win. Now that Milwaukee's changed coaches and now that other stuff has happened, there's no real reason to bet that right now, even though I think they're the most likely team to win. Why? Because they're like four to one. And in three months, they're going to be four to one. That's just my opinion. I think they're going to be, I think they'll probably be the same price because I don't think anything's going to change, but maybe there's a team that's like 80 or 40 and you may not even like them that much, but maybe they have a chance to win. Maybe there's some kind of long shot team and you think in a month that's going to be 15 or that's going to be 10. And it's not even that you like love that team, but that's the next move. That's the next thing that's going to happen. So like the warriors would be a really interesting example of a team like that to me, where now everyone's finally back. The flip side of last night's game is they get a win. They desperately need, they got a couple days off. They play Memphis like, what if things get cooking a little bit here? The trade deadline's coming up. Kaminga's starting now. And I'm as I'm saying this, be like, man, Ken really likes the Warriors. No, I, I don't think they're going to win. But they're like 70. And maybe that's your entry point to like, here's a bet that's going to like gain in a lot of value. And then if the Warriors win a couple series, now you can do it's Again, just like, it's a different way to think about stuff. Maybe that's a bad example because the Warriors probably aren't going to win. But just viewing every market that way, I think is really fun versus the typical futures market. You know, you, you bet on your favorite team or you bet on like the guy you like to win an award. And however the market moves, you don't really care. You just think at the end of the season, that guy's going to win. And, you know, what I'm kind of offering is a different way to do those things. I uh, I I agree with you on Golden State. Just that and I had this this thought for today's show coming off last night that I think they're going to start like they're going to string like a lot of wins together coming out of the All Star break. But that that's just maybe a story for later. I do want to ask get you out this: of the plan, the other teams are bad. The Lakers stink. The Mavs stink. The Rockets stink. They can get to the six. Like it's achievable. It's tough, but it's achievable. And if they do that, 
again, it's like, well, you really like the Warriors. I don't. I really don't. <laughs> but just like, what's going to happen? And what's, I didn't really like the Clippers to win the division. And now everyone's like, great job on the Clippers. Be like, I didn't really like them that much. Just look at the price and look at how they're playing. Like, maybe they go on a run. And this has ended up working out really well. Sometimes sometimes when you take your opinion out of it, it actually goes a lot better. It's actually like sometimes you're you're way dumber than you think you are. You're less likely to have the winner at the end, and you need to just play it out. How do you think it plays out over the next few games? And if the Clippers are going to keep rolling, just saying like price drops, Kawhi Leonard's 100-1 to 1 to win MVP. Maybe the stats aren't there. That's to starting to there. get a little... It's starting to get like a tiny bit of buzz. I don't think it's going to get there, but you're, I think that's a great one. That's a great point. I, I have a question that I want to ask you a little later in the show. And I, and sure. I want to ask, I think the answer is going to be great. But hour one done, hour two for you coming up on the other side. Three great guests will join us. We'll start off with John Daigle.